You're listening to Church on the Path Inspiration Podcast. Brought to you by Holy Fire. And broadcasting from the heart of Brisbane City, Australia. Speaking today is Pastor Glenn Gerhauser. I'm going to pray too. Um, Father, Lord, I, I just thank you that you're with me. I thank you that this is your word. That, Lord, I thank you that you're excited to, to um, work with me, that I'm never alone, that you're with us, Lord. And, uh, Father, I just pray that everything that is in your heart will be spoken today. And, Lord, that your people will be built up today, that they would be encouraged, Lord, that they would feel equipped as they leave here, Lord, with these truths. Um, Lord, on their belt, Father, I pray, and in their hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I was, how this started was, you know, Glenn was sharing about the Beatitudes, and so I just, I, you know, patted on my heart to start going through them just one at a time. So we'll see how the Holy Spirit leads us, if we'll just do one or maybe a few. Uh, (laughs) And this has just come from my personal time with the Lord. Um, I was actually at a, I had, I dropped the kids off at school and then um, I was at a, a coffee shop just um, going over. Blessed are the poor in spirit. This is Matthew 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And the, the wonderful thing about Matthew 5 is we see a picture of discipleship, how Jesus, there was crowds around Jesus, but he went up a mountain and it says his disciples came to him. There's only a few. So, you know, often we see pictures of heaps of people, and there are probably people around, lots of people around, but only his disciples went up the mountain to sit at Jesus' feet, and then he began to teach them. So I don't know if heaps of people heard him or not, but I know that the disciples surely did, because <laughs> they actually went to him. And we need to come to Jesus for him to teach him, to, for, for him to teach us. And uh, in verse 3, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And um, yes, I was reading this, and as I was, I was studying it, they just, I just felt such a joy and such an excitement. Um, it was just it so blessed me. Because um, I've, I've, I used to not be very poor in spirit. I used to be rich in spirit. And I thought that I, you know, I... I had a lot of people affirming me in my life growing up, and um, I was really good at school. You know, I was a prefect. Um, I, did, I did really well wherever I was, and I was really good with people. And I was, very, I was pretty self-confident in myself. And I, I always remember, and I've shared this before, walking down um, a hallway at work, and everyone was going, Bayana, 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 and the Holy Spirit. And in my heart, in my head, I'm like, they really like me here. As I'm walking down the hall, they think I'm really nice. And I remember walking down the hallway, and you know, you've had times in your life where the Lord's voice is so loud and so clear, 
And the Lord spoke to my spirit so loudly. He said, your niceness stinks to me. And, um, and, I, and you know, I was very nice to everybody. Um, I, was, I was very, if you met me, you think, she is such a friendly person. What a friendly person that Anna is. You know, and, and I was be with people, and I was so friendly. I was probably like in your face a lot. And my twenty first, they did a, they did a skit where every person I met, I put a hula hoop over them to be in my personal space, <laughs> captivated them because they had to be like nose to nose almost. But um, but you know what? The scripture says that the flesh counts for nothing, and only the spirit gives life. And I was being nice. But niceness won't be not, won't, is not the love of God that loves when someone's nasty to you. And for me, I, you know what my biggest fear was? That people didn't like me. <laughs> I like to be liked. I like to be loved. And it was, a selfish, it was a selfish motivation. It wasn't the love of God. I was striving in my flesh um, to, to appear what looked like the fruits of the Spirit, but it wasn't. And it did not produce life in anybody. It just it actually produced pride in me. And um, it was not the poor in spirit. Being poor in spirit means those who are not spiritually arrogant, dependent on others for support, being thrust on desi- divine resources, poor and miserable, shabby beggar, destitute of little value, inferior, one who crouches of little value, worthless. This is from a, a bunch of, Bible um, dictionaries, worthless, powerless, without property, poor, wretched, needy, low, helpless, powerless, insignificant, downcast, sullen, pauper. And then we see the, the great turnaround. And you know what? It's God's mercy. We've, Glenn and I have been through a lot of brokenness and I'm so thankful for it. Like times when I, you know, when I was really, really broken. And, and um, when all of a sudden I didn't hear those affirmations anymore, I heard the, quite the opposite, you know, and the Lord brought me through real brokenness. And I'm so thankful for it because if, if the Lord hadn't brought me through that, I wouldn't know what it is to be poor in spirit. And I wake up poor in spirit every morning. Yes. I, and you know what? I have, I have the kingdom of heaven. The Father has said to me, in worship before he said, Anna, I am completely available to you. Wow. Now I have the resources of heaven, you know, and because I know it is to be poor in spirit, and I'm thankful, even though it was very painful, um, it was the Father's mercy because he could have left me proud and religious. But he, he said, no, Anna, I want to teach you my ways. And he led me through a way of, of brokenness and um, till I knew I need, Lord, I can't do anything without you. Father, apart from you, I really can't do anything. And, um, and now I, I, there was a time, in, even in leading worship, that I thought so much depended on me, you know, that I had to kind of be rich and spirit. You know what I mean? I thought that I had to be the one who brought in the presence of God. Now I just come in and I realize that I'm just joining to the one who has everything. I just come in in my need and, you know, I, I'm just surrendered to him and I'm joined, you know, that, that scripture and where Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. It also means like to be bound with him. Like if you could see yourself being bound, we're one with him. So 
our legs might be up, up off the ground because he's so huge and he just carries us around and you can imagine your legs just, you know, dangling there as this huge person carries you around. And that's, that's really what it is with us. And we can contrast being poor in spirit with uh, the later sin church in Revelation 3. Jesus spoke to them in, in verse 17. He said, because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy and you have need of nothing. When we ever get to that point, boy, we should shake our, wake ourselves up. When we think we've got it all, we don't need anything. I don't need another sermon. I don't need to hear anything. You know, it's, it's a, we should, we should shock ourselves awake or pray that God wakes us up because that's a really terrible state to be in. But we need, you know, and also we need to be poor in spirit because God, the kingdom of heaven is in each one of you and we also need to be receiving from one another. We need to walk in this, the spirit of humility. And we don't receive um, all the treasures of heaven if we don't receive from one another as well. And often God will put, there's uh, a saying they used to have at the revival that um, God will offend the mind to reveal the heart. God will put the message that you need to hear in a package that you don't like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So that only the, the poor in spirit, only the humble will receive it. But the wonderful thing with God, that God's heart does not want to leave us naked. He doesn't want to leave us blind. He said in verse 17, so I'll, I'll continue that. Because you say, I'm rich and have become wealthy and have, have need of nothing. And you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. And you know what that reminds me? It reminds me of that fairy tale of the king who was duped into wearing invisible clothes. You know? And we clothe ourselves with all our outward acts and our striving and we think we look so great. But <clears throat> in the spirit, we're naked and we're, we're vulnerable and, and we don't have any armor on and, and we don't look great. We're naked in the spirit. Verse 18 says, I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire. So allow, you know, the Lord testing us. It's not a bad thing. It's his mercy. And there's been um, other times of brokenness where I've come before the Lord and said, Lord, I just, I can't even sing a song, Lord. I feel so broken. And the Lord has said to me, I'm making gold and in you, Anna. And gold is the stuff of heaven. And when you, when you look at heaven, you know, there's gold everywhere. But it's not like the gold in Donna's ring or the gold in, you know, the gold in heaven is transparent, the gold in heaven is transparent so that it illuminates with the glory of God. Amen. It doesn't say, look at me, I'm gold. Look at me, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, go- the gold of heaven is transparent so that it radiates with the glory of God. Amen. And that is the gold that God wants to put in us. If it's some- stuff of the kingdom of heaven. And this is God's heart for us so that you may become rich. Even when you're proud, this is God's heart for us. So he wants us to be rich. He wants us to wear these white garments so that you may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. 
it's wonderful to hear that, that this is God's heart, even to the Laodicean church. And I solve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Thank you, Lord. And we remember that scripture from John 15 that says, I am the vine. John 15, 5, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I know that is so true. And then also the reverse of that is true. What, what Yushi was sharing last, last week, if we remain in him and him in us, that we will bear much fruit. We will bear much fruit. So it's not just, God, I can't do anything. Lord, I can't do anything. You know, be with him. <laughs> know that he is in you, you know, and that we are in him and you will bear much fruit. But it's only as we're joined to him. And then the second part of that verse for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That reminded me um, of Joseph. Because if you remember the story of Joseph in Genesis 41, he was, he was brought before the Pharaoh because he had that dream and nobody could interpret it. He said, whoever interprets this dream, I'll give you my kingdom. And let's just go there, Genesis 41. Because this is, I want, I want you to know too, and I'm sure you, not a lot of you already realize this, everything that Jesus preaches, you will find in the Old Testament. That was the word that Jesus meditated on. That was the word that Je Jesus absorbed and was in his heart. So much. Now, so let's go to Genesis 41. And for every, every uh, blessed you know, other, the poor in spirit, or blessed are the meek, or blessed are those that mourn. You can find someone who is an example of that, and you also find lots and lots of scriptures that say that in the Old Testament as well. Genesis chapter 41. We'll just go from Verse 15, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, I've dreamed a dream and there is no one who can interpret it. But I've heard it said of you that you can understand a dream to interpret it. And, you know, Joseph, as a young man, I can imagine, you know, he's walking around with that colourful coat. There was probably a fair bit of pride there. He did have a legit dream that God had given him. But, you know... <laughs> He stood up from his brother and he went through that, that process of brokenness and still, and still being faithful to the Lord, still turning to the Lord. He even in the, the Sorry? Yes, no, definitely. And then, um, but this is his answer. So he could have, you know, if he was still in that proud state when the Pharaoh called him to interpret his dream, like, oh, finally, my time has come. This is the time to shine, Joseph. Shine, Joseph. You know, but this is what he said. And, and this answer that he says is, is for me, if you want to put um, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, this sums it up perfectly, his, his response. 
So verse 16, so Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me, but God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And we can say, I, in other words, I can't do it, but God can. God will give it to me. I can't do it, but God can. And God is with me. So for me, I was like, yes, that's awesome. I can remember that. I can remember, you know, when we get those things. And, um, and then the wonderful thing in verse um, 40, 41, we see that Joseph is put in charge of all of Egypt. So what has happened in the spirit, like God has allowed him to um, take the, you know, tap into the resources of heaven is happening in the natural. Then what is happening in the natural is um, a picture of what has happened in Joseph in the spiritual, if that makes sense. Verse 41, and it also reminds me of the, the parable of the prodigal son. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I've set you over all the land of Egypt. So he's giving him all of his kingdom. Then Pharaoh took a signet ring off his hand. This is the ring that probably had a seal that he would seal things with and it was done. It was like his spoken word and authority. And he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot, which he had, and they cried out before him, bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Isn't that amazing? So I just want to encourage you. I mean, there's so, there's so much in the other ones too. And, uh, and all the other ones, other um, Beatitudes come out of this one, like Glenn said last week, because if you don't have that poor in spirit, if you're not poor in spirit, um, you won't be dependent on God, like being meek. And um, I was looking, I won't go into it now because it's a whole nother uh, talk, but meekness is someone who is submitted to God and knows his authority. And if you want to do any, um, any homework, Psalm 37 is like a description of what it means to be meek. Because that scripture actually comes from Psalm 37, blessed are the meek for theirs, they shall inherit the earth. I just want to quickly touch on blessed are those who mourn because I think it's important for us to know that God allows us to mourn, you know, that there's been a thing in the church where you, you know, have to pretend that everything's all right and that you have to have a stiff upper lip. But like Glenn said last week, the only way that we can know God's comfort and it's not just a there, there, and then God takes off. God's with us, restoring us and consoling us and giving us his comfort as if we, we pour out our heart to him that we come before him and are real with him. And we see that, you know, if you want to know how to mourn and know God's comfort, read the Psalms, read the prophets, and um, that God is, is, you know, really does comfort. And he doesn't leave you in that state of grief your whole life, but he, he, gives, you, he gives you his joy. He promises in, in Isaiah 61 that he gives joy to those who mourn. So there's just so much in there. I won't go into all now, but... Um, yeah, to remember most of all that um, we can't, but God can. And to have that, it's all right to feel, it's, it's good to know that you can't do it. It's good to know that you're in a safe place, but don't, don't stay in that place. Oh, I can't do anything. You are connected to the one 
who was just waiting to give you the resources of heaven, just to ask, just to come to him. And because you are bound to him, then he freely gives that to you. Now, if if I get a number on my phone, I don't know the number, I'm not going to answer it because it could be anybody. It could be like a telemarketer. But if it's my daughter or it's somebody in my family, you know, and it was one of you, you know, but especially if it's someone in my family, I recognize their name, I will answer straight away. And it's the same with you. The Lord knows your name. And when you, you know, when you call on him, he will answer you because you belong to him. He recognizes you. Oh, that's Lena. Yes, yes, Lena. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's, um, that's my devotion for today. Yeah. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you so much. And I've known that, yeah, I'm just really thankful that the Lord has worked that in my life. Yeah. I'll just pray for all of us, hey? Father, I just, I just thank you for who you are. Lord, we love who you are. Lord, you're such a beautiful God. And I thank you, Lord, that you, you're not a God who's... Uh, up in heaven, you don't you stay away from us, Lord, when we're when we're in need. Lord, you're one a God who bends down to us, Lord, you pick us up. You're a God who touches the leper. You're the God who, who touches the sick, Lord, and, and the broken. The Lord, your scripture says that you are near to the broken heart and the contrite in, in heart, Lord, that you are you are with the humble. These are the people that you love being with, Lord. And Father, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you that we don't have to fake it or pretend anything, that we can come before you needy and receive everything that you, uh, all the resources of heaven. Lord, your grace is everything that we need freely given to us. So Father, I pray for each one here, Lord, who may be feeling, um, Lord, weak or needy. And Lord, I pray, Lord, we just want to come to you right now. We come to you as we are, Lord. But we ask you, Lord, to forgive us when we've tried to do things in our own power. Forgive us, Lord, for striving, for performing, for trying to look good to people. Lord, we just, we just want to please you, Father. And Lord, I just pray that you would pray for fresh and filling for each one here. Lord, that we return to our first love, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name.